Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And if you're a fan of Canadian History X, make sure you check out my other shows, From John to Justin and Canada, A Yearly Journey. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. It helps keep this show going. Alright, on with the show. He is one of the most famous musicians in Canadian history, and was the lead singer of the band that was called the most Canadian band in history. When he passed away, it resulted in a huge outpouring of emotions from Canadians. Today, in this episode sponsored by Brock Crocker, I am looking at the life and legacy of Gord Downey. Gord Downey was born in Amherstville, Ontario on February 6, 1964 to a family that included two brothers and two sisters. His parents were Lorna and Edgar Downey, and his father was a traveling salesman who later transitioned into a career in real estate. His godfather was Harry Sinden, who would go on to become the coach of the Boston Bruins, leading them to the Stanley Cup in 1970, and then coach Team Canada to victory in the 1972 Summit Series. Downey was raised in Kingston, and that is where he would attend high school. Downey would say years later, I came from a rural area, I wouldn't say it's given me a stigma, but it's something that always stayed with me, not actually being from Kingston. It was in high school, the Kingston Collegiate and Vocational Institute, that he met the other members of who would form the Tragically Hip. In school, Downey formed the band, The Slinks, and they would perform on a variety show where another band, The Rodents, played. That band had Rod Baker and Gord Sinclair as part of it. And then in 1984... Downey, Baker, Sinclair, along with Johnny Frey and Davis Manning, formed the Tragically Hip. The band played its first gig in November of that year in a small white room at the Kingston Artists Association. Manning would leave and be replaced, and the band would initially perform British rock songs from the 1960s. While performing at the Horseshoe Tavern, Bruce Dickinson, the president of MCA Records, saw them perform and offered them a record deal. From this point, the Tragically Hip would become known as the most quintessential band in Canadian history. A band that was beloved in Canada, but never cracked it in the United States. But I'm not talking about the Tragically Hip much in this episode, as the episode is about Gore Downey and his own life, rather than the band. Nonetheless, the band would become one of the most successful in our country's history. In 1987, the Tragically Hip released their self-titled album, featuring eight songs, in 1989, the band released its first full-length album, becoming one of the most successful in the band's history, earning the band its first Juno Award. On the album were the iconic songs, Blow High Doe and New Orleans is Sinking. In 1981, the band released Road Apples, which was eight times platinum. With writing, I think you got to get practice at it. And you can't all of a sudden jump out of high school. Only in rare cases can you jump out of high school and, and write stuff that someone might be interested in. I think you got to sort of work at it and practice, you know. Norman Mailer. 
There's only one mini pops. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's something that requires practice, and and with practice, you know, you write about things you experience. And uh, I guess the people that can write well when they're 19 are people that have been through a lot or are able to articulate what they've been through. And for our purposes, uh, maybe we weren't ready. And it took, you know, gradual over the years, we added a couple of originals that they seemed, you know, necessary as they seemed to be wanting wanting to be written. Over the course of the band's career, they would release 13 studio albums, one live album, and over 50 singles. The Tragically Hip have won 16 Juno Awards, the most ever by any band, and sold nearly 6 million albums. The band is the best-selling Canadian band within Canada, and the fourth best-selling Canadian artist overall in Canada. The band's song, Ahead by a Century, was listed as the 67th most played song on Canadian radio between 1996 and 2016. And McLean's would write in 1996. Gord Downey, lead singer of the Tragically Hip, drafts some of the most sophisticated, intricate, evocative lyrics in rock and roll. The sing-along phenomenon is a measure of the remarkable power of the Tragically Hip to unify an audience with its music. It is not surprising that these five unassuming 30-something men from Kingston, Ontario, singer Downey, guitarist Rob Baker, Paul Langlos, bassist Gord Sinclair, and drummer Johnny Fay comprise Canada's most popular band. In 2001, Downey released his first solo album, Coke Machine Glow. He would also publish a book of poetry and prose. He would release a second solo album, Battle of the Nudes, in 2003, and a third, The Great Bounce, in 2010. Downey would say of music, Rock and roll is not unlike love. He would add, You find it oddly strangely comforting that no matter how old you get, when it comes to matters of the heart, you're always 15 inside. I know an 85-year-old with boy trouble. That's a strange and comforting thing to me. As we move towards resolution and understanding and greater serenity in all aspects of our life, love's pretty elemental, and that's nice to know. I think rock and roll is the same. I don't pretend to understand it. It feels confusing and frightening and wonderful. Outside of music, Downey was also known for popping up in cameos in Canadian productions. He had a cameo appearance with the Tragically Hip and Men With Brooms, and another cameo in Nothing Really Matters. He also appeared in the Trailer Park Boys movie The Big Dirty, playing a police officer with Rush guitarist Alex Lifeson. Downey and the Tragically Hip were also featured in an episode of Corner Gas. Our band would have been better if we showed more discipline. I mean, why didn't we practice more? You had a nine o'clock curfew. It's hard to pull off the rock star thing when you get home before BJ and the bear comes on. And they called it a bear, but it was a monkey. That's Hollywood for you. All right, if we're going to do this, we do it right. How about your garage? We can practice there. Aren't you already letting some local kids practice there? True. I suppose I could give them the boot. Sorry, kids, you're going to have to find somewhere else to practice. Come on, Brent. Me and the boys are working out the lyrics. Don't tell me what the poets are doing, just Amscray. Yeah, Thunderbread's taking over. Thunderface. Thunderface is taking over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Leave your amps. Downey was heavily involved in environmentalism, especially when it came to water rights. He was a board member of Lake Ontario Waterkeeper, and he helped prevent a cement company from burning tires for fuel. 
He would support War Child Canada, organized by Samantha Nutt, inviting her to stand on stage with him in September 2000 when he sang before 80,000 people in Winnipeg. This helped the organization raise over 300,000 in a single night. Indigenous Affairs was a passion for Downey, and he would form the Gore Downey and Cheney Wenjack Fund to support reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples. Wenjack was a young boy who died while trying to flee a residential school. In January 2015, Downey had attended his father's funeral, and soon after was diagnosed with a brain tumor. He was told it was terminal, and the diagnosis would be made public on May 24, 2016. Gord's situation is different. Gord has a primary brain tumor. This is one that started from within the brain itself. It's not cancer that is spread from another part of the body. And these primary brain tumors are infiltrative by nature. So they're impossible to remove completely by surgery. They frequently recur and they require other therapies such as radiation and chemotherapy treatment. They range in how aggressive they are, from some that are really slow-growing to others that are very aggressive and incurable. And it's my difficult duty today to tell you that Gord Downey's brain tumor is incurable. He has a, uh, one of the most uh, aggressive forms of brain cancer called a glioblastoma, or GBM for short. And it's one of the most common causes of cancer death in Canadians between the ages of 40 and 60 years old. Gord developed his first symptoms in December of 2015. Gord was given radiation treatment for six weeks. This consists of 30 treatments daily from Monday to Friday for six weeks, combined with a chemotherapy medication. He completed that treatment a little more than a month ago. The most debilitating aspect of that treatment is fatigue, and he was tired. Some would say he was tired as, you know what? Um, and uh, he has improved since. Through the summer of 2016, the band toured Canada to support their 13th album, Man Machine Poem. This would be the last tour of the Tragically Hip, and it was widely covered and attended throughout Canada. A friend would address why Downey chose to tour despite his terminal illness. He would say, When he first said they were going on tour, I said, Are you okay? Are you sure? Then I understand his reasoning, not the least of which was doing it for the guys, which was really lovely, and I thought, of course, you're a rock and roll band, you're a family, and doing it is for your own family as well, to put something in the coffers for his kids. Let's take a journey back to 2003. Canadian teen sensation Avril Lavigne was topping the charts and turning the music industry upside down. But what if I told you that the Avril Lavigne we know and love might not be the same Avril? What? Did Avril die? Was she replaced by a doppelganger? I'm Joanne McNally and I'm doing a deep dive into a notorious internet conspiracy. Who replaced Avril Lavigne? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The final concert for Downey and the Tragically Hip was held at Rogers K-Rock Centre in Kingston on August 20th, 2016. It was streamed live by the CBC on television, radio and the internet. It was viewed by an estimated 12 million Canadians, one-third of all Canadians. This quiet man had held much of the entire nation wrapped. Millions watched as he summoned all his strength to tackle his terminal condition, to fend back, however briefly, the inevitable of death, to testify one more time. 
It would turn out to be the last show of his band's 30-year, multi-million-selling, award-winning career, a fate many suspected at the time. On December 2, 2016, the Assembly of First Nations honoured Downey with an eagle feather, a symbol of the Creator, for his support of the Indigenous. He was also given the name of Wakapiomani, Lakota for Man Who Walks Among the Stars. Soon, in a few days, a couple weeks, uh, there's 150 years that Canada wants to celebrate. And I will personally then celebrate the birth of our country, celebrate the next 150 years. It'll take 150 years or seven generations to heal the wound of the residential school, become a country and truly call ourselves Canada. It means we must become one. We must walk down a path of reconciliation now on, together and forever. This is the first day of forever, the greatest day of my life, the greatest day of all of our lives. Thank you. On December 22, 2016, Downey was named the Canadian Press Canadian Newsmaker of the Year. He was the first entertainer to receive the title, and he would earn the distinction in 2017 due to the public reaction to his death. On June 19, 2017, Downey and his tragically hip bandmates were all awarded the Order of Canada. And on July 2, 2017, Downey was out at Parliament Hill to speak out in the support of Indigenous youth in Canada. This was his last public appearance. In September, Downey announced his final solo double album, Introduce Yourself, which was released on October 27, 2017. The album would go on to win three Juno Awards, including Artist of the Year for Downey. And on October 17, 2017, Gord Downey passed away from brain cancer at the age of 53 in Toronto. His death was announced on the Tragically Hip website, stating, Last night, Gord quietly passed away with his beloved children and family close by. Gord knew this day was coming. His response was to spend this precious time as he always had, making music, making memories, and expressing deep gratitude to his family and friends for a life well lived, often sealing it with a kiss on the lips. Gord said he had lived many lives. As a musician, he lived the life for over 30 years, lucky to do most of it with his high school buddies. At home, he worked just as tirelessly as being a good father, son, brother, husband, and friend. No one worked harder on every part of their life than Gord. No one. This concert, watched by millions of Canadians, was a riveting farewell. For Gord Downey and the entire country knew he had terminal brain cancer. Downey was the charismatic frontman for the Tragically Hip, a group of Ontario high school buddies who went on to become what was once called Canada's Little Band. They toured the country, putting out more than a dozen albums. It's a joy. I mean, making these things is about joy. It's about feeling good. It's about being 14 and, uh, 
and doing what you love to do. Ladies and gentlemen from Kingston, Ontario, it is my honor to introduce to America my friends that tragically hit. Downey, with the tragically hip, once appeared on Saturday Night Live in the United States. But Downey and the band always focused on Canada and were beloved in this country. It was in Cajun, I saw the constellations reveal themselves one star at a time. Downey's patriotism wasn't blind. He campaigned for recognition of the horrors of Canada's residential school system and reconciliation. On a secret path. And the songwriter of the year is Mr. Gord Downey! A point he made again in a poignant, pre-recorded appearance at the Juno Awards. We have friends, our fellow countrymen and women who are in big trouble. The one that nobody knows. His efforts were honored by indigenous leaders at this ceremony where Downey was given a spirit name that translates to one who walks among the stars. He said it was the greatest day of his life. It's been a A life like his songs and concerts was rich with meaning and passion. Harold, CBC News, Toronto. Justin Trudeau, who gave a tearful statement, stated at a press conference, Our buddy Gord, who loved this country with everything he had, and not just loved it with the nebulous, oh, I love Canada way, he loved every hidden corner, every story, every aspect of the country that he celebrated with his whole life. The House of Commons would observe a moment of silence. Across Canada, Downey was mourned on a level not seen in decades, likely since the passing of Terry Fox. On the National, the night he died, 40 of its 60 minutes were devoted to Downey. Several NHL teams and players also paid tribute to him on social media, as did famous Canadians such as Seth Rogen, Katie Lang, Neil Young, and Ryan Reynolds. On the day of his death, radio stations across Canada played the tragically hip much more than usual. There was a 1,500% increase compared to a normal day. Some even shifted to an all-tragically hip format. Several radio stations dropped their regular names for the day and rebranded themselves as Gord FM. Arjun Sangal, the oncologist who had helped to treat Downey, commended his strength and courage in continuing to tour and make music, while also using his fame to help with cancer awareness and indigenous reconciliation. He would call Downey a Terry Fox in the modern day. In December 2017, Ontario put forward a proposal to create a poet laureate of Ontario in honour of Downey. This would pass in 2019, establishing the position. In 2018, the Canadian Screen Awards awarded Downey two Canadian Screen Awards posthumously for The Secret Path, an animated television show broadcast on CBC in conjunction with his solo album, Secret Path, released in September 2016. I will end this episode with what Maclean's wrote of Downey after he passed away. It's a long piece, but it sums up his impact on Canada well. It states, Instead of asking... Where's here? Downey dispensed with the uncertainty and doubt 
and most importantly the sense that Canada's proper place was in the periphery, and declared, here is where. He took what had been a question and turned it into a quest. Placing us front and centre, he set out to discover and express an authentic sense of identity and belonging. Along the way he taught us that our perceived weakness was one of our greatest strengths, that our absence and amorphousness, our lack of any real concrete identity, was not only an essential part of our identity, but a defining characteristic that could be immensely empowering. Gord Downey helped us feel confident in being Canadian, and encouraged us to see that we were super cool just the way we were, no matter what anyone else thought. Thank you for joining me on Canadian History X. Information from Maclean's Canadian Encyclopedia, CBC, Rolling Stone, Wikipedia. This show is researched, produced, and written by me, Craig Baird, with the help of Dila Velasquez. Audio design and production by Rob Johnson. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many you can sink your teeth into. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those links in the show notes. Until then, I'm Craig Baird, and this is Canadian History X.